الحمد لله ولا اله الا الله نحمده ونشكره ونستعينه ونستغفره ونتوب اليه ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم او انا قال كما قال من لم يهمه امر المسلمين ليس منهم the prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him said whoever is not concerned about the affairs of muslim is not among them and so whatever part of the muslim world is in pain and suffering we feel that pain and suffering like one body and this week that pain is centralized in al-aqsa where the mosque is surrounded by israeli soldiers and it didn't start with anything but a statement by the vice president of the united states joe biden who condemned the israelis for expanding settlements around jerusalem and in the west bank and the reaction by the israelis was defiance and arrogance and a siege of al-aqsa and the siege of al-aqsa obviously is to provoke people so that the reaction of the people becomes the news not the rift between the israeli government and the united states government such exploitation of religious sentiments and our feelings towards al-aqsa now before we get into the developments of that situation i want to present to ourselves two questions that were always asked about jerusalem people ask why do you care about jerusalem it's not even mentioned that much in your religion and then the second question is how do we know that you guys are even better than what the israelis are doing today those questions are really comments comments that suggest if not indicate that we are not legitimate when it comes to the affairs of jerusalem or the standing of jerusalem or the prophets that came and emanating from jerusalem and we know that that is absolutely not the case secondly what they're saying is you guys are even less human than the oppressive israeli soldiers and in the textbooks when we read about the region the crusaders called the muslims the heathens or the barbarians that mentality unfortunately exists to this day so how do we respond to that situation because obviously people are very angry and frustrated over the situation of jerusalem and we care about the sites of jerusalem al-aqsa and all the religious sites and we care about what is happening to the palestinian people so let us remind ourselves the importance of this area to islam and what it means to the world based on islamic history first of all we know from the quran al-karim allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem 
سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى Glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sending through this journey his servant from this sacred house in Mecca of worship to the mosque that is remote and that is Masjid al-Aqsa. And when the Prophet took that journey, he ascended to the heavens from Jerusalem. So this is an important city for us and indeed it was one of the first of the two Qiblas, it was the first for one of the two Qiblas of Islam. So it is important to us. And secondly, what Jerusalem represents to us is the Abrahamic legacy of Jerusalem, of the region, and of the world. And what does that Abrahamic legacy mean? It means, as the Quran says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ وَمَا أُتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيسَى وَمَا أُتِيَ النَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ لَا نُفَرُّكُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْهُمْ وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in God. And we believe what has been revealed to us. And what has been revealed to Abraham salam, Ibrahim, the prophet, the one who called us, who gave us the name Muslim, because he submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to Ismail, to Isaac, to Jacob, and the tribes. And what was given to Moses and Jesus, and what was given to all the prophets from their Lord. And most importantly, what it says at the end, we make no distinction from any of them. And we submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and therefore we are Muslims. So this Abrahamic legacy teaches us that all the prophets that are in the Gospel and the Torah, in the Bible, are also prophets of Islam. And we make no distinction among any of them. And in fact, the Quran is much more reverent in terms of the way we look at the prophets. So, we make no distinction. And, moreover, those who built the temples in their name, we have to respect them. And if they are damaged, we have to restore them. And so when Omar, radiallahu an, went to Jerusalem, he made it a point not to pray in the church because he felt that if he prayed in the church, then Muslims later on would then build a mosque on that church. It is that kind of respect that Islam brought to Jerusalem. Not looking at Abraham and saying, how can we divide between the brothers? But looking at Abraham as the unifying voice and the unifying message for all of the Prophets So, this is the Abrahamic legacy and all the way until the Crusades this was the understanding and the application in Jerusalem 
And then when Salah al-Din had liberated Jerusalem, it restored that Abrahamic legacy. And today, we are confronted with a government that is defying this Abrahamic legacy, the Israeli government, because it is trying to monopolize power, it is trying to divide religion, and it is trying to defy international public opinion about Jerusalem. So let us not be fooled into thinking that this is an issue of Muslim against Jew. That is the trap they set for us. This is a conflict between those that believe in the Abrahamic legacy of Muslims, of Christians, and Jews, and those that are promoting an exclusivist ideology. That is our plight as Muslims in America to raise voice to that issue. So what does this mean for America? Well, obviously, this is a dilemma for our government because the fact is it continues to protect the Israelis from international cri criticism and from international human rights agencies. And so we have to look to the history just in the last year of what has happened and understand now the developments of what is happening in Palestine, including what is going on around Jerusalem. And as the Prophet reminds us in each and every situation of injustice, we either must change it by our hands or at least speak out against it with our voices or at the very least hate it within our hearts when we see injustice. And not hate people, but hate the evil that is happening around us. It is our love for humanity that we work for justice. And so what has been happening in that region? Last year alone, it's only been a year since the atrocious invasion, incursion, and starvation of the people of Gaza. And at that time, the Vatican said, Gaza is the largest concentration camp in the world today. A UN official by the name of Richard Falk, who is of Jewish background, said that Gaza is becoming like the Warsaw Ghetto. And the Warsaw Ghetto is when Jews were enclosed until they died. And Le Monde, a very prestigious French publication, equated Gaza, according to South Africans, with a Bantustan, which is also an enclosed area based on what happened under apartheid. And the United Nations Human Rights Council sent an envoy by the name of Richard Goldstone, also of Jewish background, who published reports saying that the Israeli government committed war crimes and atrocities against the people of Gaza. And that, port, that report was completely dismissed by our government. So, the Palestinian issue is the most critical human rights challenge to America because this human rights violation is happening with our tax dollars. And now, what have we seen within the last week? The Vice President goes to Israel, and then he is met with an announcement of Israeli settlements around Jerusalem, and those settlements that started out to be about 200,000 Israelis on Palestinian land that was confiscated, confiscated by the Israelis since 1967, now is 100% increased from 200 some thousand now to about 500,000 settlers. 
And the word settlers is such an innocuous term. These groups are racist, are bigoted, and don't represent anything that we believe is part of the Jewish faith. They only represent themselves, and they exploit religion to take land away, and they dehumanize Muslims and Palestinians. So by the way, Islamophobia and the Palestinian issue are intertwined. Because when we go to our textbooks and read the history of what's happened, there's Islamophobia within our own textbooks. So what the world sees is obvious. It sees this atrocity taking place, financed and protected, unfortunately, by the United States government. And this week alone now, there's a debate within the US government saying enough is enough. And so we have to think about now how to deal with that situation, but always keep in mind that our job is to deliver the message. That is our job. Not to fall into the trap of anger or frustration. And our job is to raise awareness about these issues. So think about that, and in the second part of the khutbah, we'll talk about mechanisms in terms of raising awareness. Adu Alhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. As I stated, our job is simply to raise awareness about this issue. Because what the Israeli government is doing is defying America's interests for peace in and around Jerusalem and in the region. And more and more Americans are realizing this issue. So let us consider pursuing three goals. The first goal is teach ourselves, our children, and fellow Americans about the Abrahamic legacy of Jerusalem and how Islamic history throughout time protected Jews and Christians. Our history is not perfect as Muslims. But Islam's principles are very clear in terms of the respecting the religious diversity that Allah has bestowed on humanity and respecting the religious rights of others and the human rights of people and by and large throughout history that has taken place. And that is our intent, inshallah. Number two, we must connect with other Americans who are pursuing the same Abrahamic understanding. People like Jimmy Carter, who has written a book about this situation, and now written many books. And yet he is called an anti-Semite because of his criticism of the policies of the Israeli government. Bishop Desmond Tutu, who understands very well what apartheid looks like, and he is saying what is happening right now in Palestine is apartheid. And an Orthodox Jew by the name of Daniel Kurtzer, who was ambassador by the United States to the State of Israel, yet he was called a self-hating Jew because he criticized the policies of the Israeli government. So there are many people in our country here, in our community, that we can connect with to talk about this challenge 
This is not just a Muslim issue. This is bigger than us. This is a global issue. And it is an issue that requires us to be prepared for peacemaking on the issue of Jerusalem and the region. So connect with others about this Abrahamic understanding is the second goal. And the third goal is to end the silence and intimidation and fear of this issue. If anybody wants to come and speak about this issue, immediately that person is attacked. And you will find it very difficult now in our Congress to have a member of Congress stand up for what is right for America in the Palestinian-Israeli issue. So ending the silencing and the intimidation and fear. Now, there are developments that are very positive that we have to remember that are taking place. Number one, news is not just now taken from the networks or from major newspapers. News comes through the internet. The largest website in the world today is called Facebook and Twitter, whatever that means. And we find people now sending information, <coughs> bypassing the normal media. So there is media now to send information to other people. Also this week, MPAC, the Muslim Public Affairs Council, was on a show for 30 minutes on Channel 11, the Fox affiliate here, talking about the Palestinian issue. Never before has there been media that are now sympathetic to what we have to say, or at least wanting to understand what we have to say. So the opportunity is now here for us to take. And thirdly, two days ago, LA County Sheriff Lee Baca went to the Congress and a Republican member of Congress challenged the sheriff, why are you engaging Muslim organizations, including the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, and that Republican congressman called CARE anti-Israel, therefore pro-terrorist. And the sheriff stood up in the Congress and he said, I will engage with all Muslim organizations and I will go to more CARE events after this. Don't question my patriotism. So we have allies now. And as the Quran says, وَاسْبِرْ وَنَا سَبْرُكَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ وَلَا تَحْزَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا تَقُوا فِي ذَيْكَ مِنَّا يَنْكُرُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ Do not, excuse me, be ready and be patient and perseverant and tenacious in what you have to do. Because that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not be depressed and do not worry about what they are planning. Indeed, God is with those who are conscious of him and they are ones who want to do good. So don't fear all the noise. Continue doing what we're doing and build on the positive in terms of what is happening. Inshallah, this issue will develop and may improve in our lifetime. We don't know. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. But we are people who are created in haste. We should not be in a rush, but we should also not be complacent. We should continue working for justice, for the Abrahamic legacy of Jerusalem, insha'Allah. And let us ask Allah 
to gain benefit from the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, to lead in the Abrahamic peacemaking effort, to hate the evil and love people, to secure the future of Islam in America, to cleanse and strengthen our hearts, to struggle for his cause, and to deliver his message to humanity. Thank you.